Ciao ragazzi, and welcome back to another episode of the Fidli del Vesuvio podcast, the podcast for all things Napoli and Napoli-related content within Canada and the greater Toronto area. This is Carmen, and alongside me is my co-host Sereno, and we both hope you enjoy this latest installment of our audio podcast. Be sure to follow us on our social media for any upcoming information and upcoming episodes. The link's in the description below. So without further ado, we have lots to talk about. So let's sit back, relax, and let's talk about it. Welcome back to another episode of the Fini del Vesuvio podcast. Unfortunately, right now, there's a little bit of uh, technical difficulties on Serrano's side, but he should be here shortly. Um, once again, I just want to thank you all for joining in, uh, coming in to talk a little bit about Napoli, what's been going on within the last week with uh, this team all around, their performances, what we expect to see in the coming weeks, and, you know, a little bit of uh, a little bit of drama that comes in um, a little bit later on that when Serrano comes in, we'll talk about. But uh, first, because we're not, I want to wait a little bit for Serrano to come in, uh, I'm going to start off, like last episode, we ended off with um, Napoli, uh, Napoli Club Toronto News. As you may or may not know, Serrano and I are... Uh, we run the Napoli Club of Toronto. So just just to start off, just to ease things into the episode, here we have Napoli Club Toronto news and uh, basically not much going on right now. We have um, a couple of uh, match meets for the month of October that you can follow on our social media to uh, get uh, more information on. Sorry, couldn't think there for a second. Uh, yeah, so just follow our social media. You'll get uh, some more information on our club news and match meets for October. Um, another thing that's pretty exciting that we will uh, get into a little bit uh, later on in the month of October, once everything gets set up, is that we do have uh, merchandise that we have uh, produced and are really, look at that, self-produced ourselves, like uh, like the club itself. Uh, we have merchandise that we are producing and we will be releasing uh, soon enough. We just have a couple things to work out with um, in terms of our website and stuff like that. But it's minor stuff that should be out. Uh, my expectation is by the end of this month. Um, other than that, I don't believe there is much else news to cover. So just once again, just follow our social media. Get in on um, our Instagram and our Twitter. Find that information there. Um, and yeah, hopefully everything within within this month for the for the merchandise stuff gets sorted out. Um, another segment that we are going to try to introduce a little bit more. It's kind of like my own niche thing. And because, you know, uh, Serrano's not here right now. He's going to be in soon. I thought I'd bring it up with you guys. And um, it's called Carmen's Medical Minute. As you guys may or may not know, I am uh, currently in a post. I did my undergraduate in uh, kinesiology and health studies at York. And now I'm in my postgraduate at uh, the Canadian Memorial Chiropractic College here in Toronto. And um, I'm looking at getting into the medical field. And I thought, what better way to use my expertise to bring out and present to you some of what's going on with Napoli's injuries um, and whatever may have happened in the past. 
Um, luckily, as of right now, we are facing minimal injuries, and the people who were injured have um, have returned, like Mertens uh, and Deme have finally returned from their injuries, which honestly wasn't they weren't too too bad of injuries they they're about uh both of them a month off they look to be fully recovered now they look to be getting some minutes in um themselves uh except for the last match uh against Spartak Moscow but obviously some things were uh that did go against us that we couldn't afford to give them that extra time on the pitch but as of right now Lobotka may have another week or so with um, his injury, uh, Meret is back, Deme is back, Mertens is back, and I think I've covered everything in terms of the in terms of the um, medical side of things. But you know what? I'm bored you enough with that uh, medical stuff, and here he is finally. I can add him back into the stream, Sereno Verdoliva. What's up, brother? What's up? How's it going, everybody? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I just, you know, I told them some technical difficulties. I bored yeah. them with some news. Some, uh, some, some technical uh, issue, issues. Nah, nothing nothing too, too bad. That's okay. But get them, get them all okay. for me. Yeah, good. I got I got them going a little bit. I got them going. I talked about some of the club news. I talked about uh, our merchandise stuff. All right. So where where are we, we at right now? now? Where are we at right now? Well, I said that we're at talking about Napoli. <laughs> now the the past couple of fixtures, which funny enough, when I looked onto like what the the last three fixtures were from the last time we left off, it's a SSC Sam Spartakayeri. So those are the last oh, three wow. fixtures. I know, right? Those are the last three fixtures that um, we played. Samp, we demolished 4-0. Cagliari, 2-0. And then, unfortunately, a loss to Spartak Moscow at home. Sere, I've talked enough. Take it away. Oh, uh, are we talking about everything or are we talking about... Uh, you can take it one Are we addressing... If you want to address the match yesterday, please okay. go ahead. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I don't... Like, I was very emotional yesterday. Like, if anybody follows me on Twitter, I was really uh, not impressed by the uh, the refereeing. Um, I feel like uh, he lost control of the game, and that played more to them than it did to us because, obviously, we're, we're the team with the more quality. So the mayhem uh, benefits the, the the team that's not as structured, in my opinion. So, um, but, yeah, you know, I, I honestly, like, I, I don't think – the only thing that I was worried about, it's not about qualification, it's not about anything. It's it's just if it destabilizes the team, which I honestly don't see that happening. Um, but I don't really put too much stock in how we played, uh, just considering the circumstances. You know, the other two games, we were comfortable the entire game. I feel like we would have comfortably beat uh, Spartak yesterday if it wasn't uh, that type of match. Um but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, there's plenty of match days left. I still think we can top the group in the Europa League. So, um, you know, we have to put our energy and our focus to Fiorentina because we, we don't want to be dropping points in Serie A right now because that's a way tighter race than uh, than our Europa League um, than our Europa League group stage. And, and I would put more priority on keeping up uh, the pace in Serie A than, you know, than the Europa League, which I believe 
it is important to finish first in Europa League, and I think they should prioritize Europa League to a certain degree. But if I had to pick between dropping points Sunday and then dropping points on Thursday, I'd, I'd rather drop points on Thursday for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. And it goes back to the point where, like, yeah, we should be competitive on all fronts. You know, we should be pushing for Europa. We should be pushing for Scudetto. We should be pers- pushing for um, Coppa Italia. And to be honest, we, we do we have got, we got the depth. We, have, we got the depth. Yeah, we have the depth. Except for, except the, for depth. the one position where we where we uh got the red card uh, last game, which uh, that's listen. You know, I'm, I'm, I've, I've talked I've talked enough about the the whole left back situation, but that's so, uh, just shows you right there. Yeah. You know, we can have we could be deep in every other position. You're only as strong as, as your weakest your link. weakest link. So. Yeah, I agree. But like that's okay. I'm gonna be okay. I'm I'm gonna talk about tomorrow. Uh, yes, tomorrow's match. I am losing it today. Uh, talking about yesterday's match. It, it, today's yeah, Friday. Sit and help me out. Today's Friday. Sunday, right? It's, it's, not, it's okay. two days. It's you, can, you can you can relax tomorrow. Hey, you don't okay, have to worry about not play tomorrow. <laughs> um. So going into that match, I thought. For sure, we are going to beat Spartak. It was going to be three nil. It was going to be three nil. That was what I had predicted. I thought it was going to be five, dude. I I, I, I got in. I I, my, I got into the stream late. Like I literally, I was at the office. So I'm like, yeah. oh, it's twelve forty four. Let me turn. The, let me turn the, the zone on. I'm like, okay, yeah. maybe I'll miss like the first minute. minute. And I missed the first thirty seconds, and I missed the freaking goal. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was I, I was know. like rubbing my hands like this. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be one of those games, eh? Like, yeah, gonna, it's gonna be exactly. a run. And like, nope. not to, and I I was at school when it happened. Like, I I had the notifications on my phone. I look, oh, Napoli match started. I put my phone down. I do whatever I have to do. Two minutes later, I look at my phone. Goal, LFL mass. I'm like, how how like how do we happen? And then I thought, I'm like, okay, three nil. You predicted five nil. Those are like, yeah, we're kind of there, right? Those scores make sense. But well, we this, were yesterday, we've, been, we've been bodying teams. Yes, exactly. Especially coming up against Spartak, four nil and two nil, having conceded a goal, scoring six, like that. Those are numbers that they you think these guys are going to go out and demolish whoever's in front of them. But then I can't even blame I can't blame the team yesterday because they still played amazing with ten men. They still played a good game with ten oh, men. Absolutely. And they were down Absolutely. 10 men for 70 minutes. And they still put in two goals. And they still put in two goals. And if it wasn't, I don't like I mean, making they, excuses. They, 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 Listen, I don't like making excuses. But this is the one time I will say the referee decided the fate of that match. 100%. I mean, I okay. Let, let, me get this out, let me get this out of the way. Mar- Mario Ruiz foul... Could have That's is definitely a red card in my opinion. For sure, yeah, it is. However, the way that Spartak Moscow was playing the entire game, how rough they were yes. playing, and that one tackle on on Manolas, I don't yes. know how they didn't get at least two sec two yellows or a red earlier. Because honestly, if if 100%. that Mario Re challenge is looked at by VAR, that the same challenge basically happened, and actually the foot was higher. Uh, yeah. on that tackle uh, on uh, on Manolas. Um, it was, yeah, you're so right. It I, was I think higher. that's a factor. I think, honestly, even down to 10 men, if Zielinski buries that chance... Uh, oh, my God. Don't we, even get me started with if, that. It, if it's 2-0, we're laughing. We're laughing. Yeah. These, these guys aren't going to... We Honestly, I, I, it'd be parked the bus and game over. 
Exactly. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are reading into like what the move Spalletti did. You know, maybe taking off Insigne was a little bit premature. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I think you should have kept Insigne on, especially, you know, the way they were trying to play. Uh, maybe a Polidano, maybe might have been someone you should you could you could have pulled off and put Lozano on if you're trying to play them on the counter, right? Lozano, yeah. Ozzyman, just to play on the counter. Yeah. Um, but uh, what can you I do? Think, I think I think you learn exactly. You live and you learn. And honestly, I'd rather get this out of our system now. Like you said, in Europa League, I'd rather drop those points now than on Sunday against Fiorentina because I'd. Personally, this is a personal statement. Now, I'd much rather win a Scudetto, to be honest. Yeah, I'd, I'd, much I'd, I'd, I'd take either of those two trophies, but if I have Me to too. prioritize one or the other, I would I probably want Scudetto. Scudetto. I want but Scudetto. honestly, like, I, I, I never understood why Napoli doesn't ever prioritize the Europa League, especially considering that they have, they've uh, for a while, they, they, they've consistently had probably like the strongest team sometimes when they were in that competition. So if they, they actually did try to win it and i get that it's kind of bush like the way that the refs are yeah. sometimes and we we haven't been lucky in in that sense but i feel like if they really prioritized it we we could win the europa league and that's not a small trophy that's a pretty we decent trophy. that's a european was, trophy a european trophy is a european um, trophy and but, listen inter couldn't secure it last year how big would it be if we were to secure it this year like absolutely but but at the end of the day if if it comes to you know Say if Napoli's uh, in the Scudetto race and then you have Europa League semifinals, fine. Yeah, you try to win, but you, mm-hmm. you really, you know, I feel like you start your first team in the Serie A and then you start maybe your uh, hybrid uh, of the two teams yeah. in Europa League if it comes to that situation. But I, I got to agree with um, that. Yeah. You got to anal- anal- like, you got to see across that bridge when you get there. But I, th- I feel like early in the season, you should be trying to. Um, you know, yeah. be competitive in both of those competitions. And then later in the season, you can make that choice or the coaching staff or the team yeah. will make that choice, right? I agree. And honestly, like, uh, ooh, I don't know why I took that down there. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, th- yesterday, going back to yesterday's match, I think that was the first time where we faced adversity, but we couldn't see it through due to a, multi- a multitude of factors. First of all, I agree. The ref was just absolutely god-awful. Like it was, it's, it was a, it was quite honestly that, that I think that has to be reviewed. That has to be reviewed by UEFA for that, because there was so many, that, that ginger defender, what what's his name? I don't even know his name. That guy was going into rugby tackles and only in the 80th minute when it was too late, they had already scored. I think it was. Oh, honestly, no, that, that tackle on, that tackle on Ozyman there could have easily been that, a red card. That's, scissored, that's intense. scissored him in half. That's he's a more dangerous that. tackle, in my in my opinion, than Mario Ruiz's uh, uh, tackle. Yeah, he uh, says yeah, Annie. Annie is his name. Yeah. Oh my no, God. We, we got we got uh, we got screwed over by little Debbie playing uh, right oh. back. Uh. <laughs> but like, yeah, okay, I agree. Mario Ruiz's tackle is a red card, hundred percent of the time. I'm not arguing that. I'm arguing the fact that there was no there was no consistency in those calls. Going back to Mario Ruiz, no, for just example, yellows, for just yellows. First, Mario Rui, I don't know what the hell he's thinking going into that tackle. Like, this is you and I talked about this ad nauseum, and I think people who know us know what we feel about Mario Rui. But remember, um, I can't remember if I said it or or, or Vince uh, Bertillo said it, but we said Mario, we agreed upon Mario Rui either has a three of a game or he has a nine of a game, and there is no in between. There is no consistency in between. He has a three he, or a nine. That's it. And it's it. 
And recently he's one, been having, it's recently one been moment like, like, like but exactly. And it's one moment like where it's he'll be playing fantastic and then yeah, out of nowhere he just does like, like that. He does stuff like that you could have ever think like and I get he was trying to probably make like a play there and like you know do like a like a fantastic you know start a counter maybe off that slide and hit the ball up you know off surprise but, but you know you're coming in it's with those your little start. flashes of like wow like your brain is 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 gone right like yeah what are you what were you thinking and you did not and have to make a, that challenge there and it wasn't a good team to do it against because Spartak we know now is a very physical team and when Mario Rui gets a little bit annoyed he loses his cool and then he go, goes out and does something like that. And I fear for the same for Oziman, Koulibaly would, well, I've never seen him lose his cool like that ever in my life. Yeah, I know. They, they, they were playing really bush, man. And that's all the ref they, fault. Yeah. Ref did not exactly that in, in, in check. No, and that's no us precedent. Time. No precedent was set. There was no standard set. There was nothing. He just let them do whatever they pleased. And he just dealt with the consequences later. Like that was idiotic from that ref to do that. No, On top of the up. fact that I think Spalletti messed up yesterday too. Yeah, I think, I, 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 I think so. I think he made a mistake. I think he'll learn from it. I think we'll be better yeah. from it for sure. But, um, you know, um, I also think that Mario Rui needs yeah. to uh, understand the situation that we're in. And there's not really, other than him, there's not really much. Uh, we don't really have many options on his side. So yeah. he's got to be a little bit more responsible on, you know, making sure that he's not getting booked for I, I stupid agree. tackles, especially where he made that tackle. You did not have to make no, that tackle. That, that. Guy's it was going, that guy's going nowhere, man. Where's he going to yeah. go? Come on. And who? No. And, and honestly, I hate when they put the Lorenzo on the left side, and I don't like that. Like I think I think if, if, if Mario Rui is not the option, you have to put – Either I don't know a center back. You put Juan Juan Jesus there and keep yeah. Di Lorenzo on the right side because because yeah. because re- before Di Lorenzo switched to the left when he was on the right that game, game he was running amok man they could yeah. they couldn't do nothing about him yeah. and if they would have kept him on the right side and had an alternative on the left he he probably would have scored or set something yeah. up or did something one hundred so like neutralized on that left wing like on yeah. the left uh, side like he can't play the left side. He has a good connection already with Politano, who I think in a Sparta game should have been taken off earlier. Oh, yeah. Politano should have. Honestly, my he was, he was half burnt, time, man. He was, he was burnt. burnt. He was burnt out. He couldn't run in the second half. No, the first half, he was good. Second half, he looked he looked dead on the field. And if you're playing on the counter and that is your goal, well, first of all, at halftime, you put on Oziman. You already know you want to play on the counter. You put on Anguisa. Yeah, I would have thrown. On, I would have thrown on Lozano too, because not only can yeah, Lozano I would have went. I would. I would have played with the two up front. I would. Yeah. I wouldn't even have put Lozano on the wing. I would have put Lozano uh, next oh. to Ozyman. No, but then you or you play or you play four four one. Basically, they did play four four one, and I don't think I like that. I maybe. Yeah, I guess that's the only way because you can go three in the back, but three in the back wouldn't work either. But so, Lozano with that pace, man, and him the way exactly. he up with uh, with Ozyman would have caused a lot of problems and even exactly. you saw when he came on the first 20 minutes yeah he, uh, he got a few guys booked too like he probably would have even drawn a or maybe a red earlier um that's another good point and i was going to bring that up right yeah. now danny is that 
Insignia, when Insignia's on the field, the team has a different type of mentality when they play. Absolutely. As much as people like to bash on Insignia for not being a good captain, Insignia Absolutely. drives that team. Insignia drives that team. He is the. He was, playing, he was playing great too. And he, he was, was playing, playing amazing. Even even on ten, in ten men, he was playing great. I don't think they exactly. Exactly. I, I honestly feel like they should have took off. Maybe you had to take off a winger. I would have took Politano off, or or maybe you take off Elmas and you switch it up like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I you, agree. Play, uh, you play with Zelinski and uh, or you take Zelin or or you take off. You know what would have been smart? It would have been smart if they took off Elmas and Zelinski. Yeah. And they would have put in. Uh, Anguisa, Lozano. Uh, Anguisa and Lozano. And yeah. you could have played that 4-4-1 like that. They would have, yeah. uh, we wouldn't have lost, I don't think. I don't think but, so either. Um, but there was a bunch of different factors too. Meta didn't have a good game. But anyways, <laughs> off, off that Spartak game, uh, Samp and Kayeri games, I really don't have much to say about them. Like Just dominant performances. Just all yeah, around. Dude. They were just dominant. Masterclass. Masterclasses, Masterclasses <laughs> honestly. Like, the, coach of the, the month. Uh, coach of the month performances. Coach of the month, yeah. Mr. Spalletti. With coach of the month winning that, uh, winning those two games very comfortably, very, very comfortably. Actually, he uh, September was also who played in September, Udinese and Juve, right? Yeah, yeah, so perfect month for him. He went six for six, scored I don't know how many goals. I probably should have checked that out. A lot of goals. Well, I think short. we have a 14 goal differential, 14. yeah. So, no, so we scored I think, 16 or 17, and I think we've only conceded yeah. two. Very good attacking football, very good mindset from this team. You have to remember, even though we lose against Spartak, we put up a fight, first of all. But Spalletti, he's he's a he has a PhD in sports psychology. Like this isn't he knows how to twist certain results to get the best out of his team. And I I can guarantee I've seen people yesterday saying Oh, this is gonna dictate Napoli's. Um, this is gonna dictate the rest of their season. Yeah, this sure. is this is where they fall off. My that's what game. people. That's what my people game. want. That's, that's what that, they that, want. that might be what they want. Doesn't mean it's that's what's gonna happen. happen. It's not happening. Not even in the slightest. These guys, they know how to take a hit and move forward. What do you think, Juve? Like this was on the. I heard this on the rack. Juve, the first three, four games of Juve season, that was gonna dictate the rest of them. No, they're winning. They're winning listen, at ease now. Anybody, anybody that tells you that Juve is not gonna finish top four is lying to themselves. They will definitely finish top four. I said they would. Um, no, nah, they're gonna finish top four. Fifth. No, they're fifth. finishing top four. There's okay. no way. There's no way that they don't. Well, we'll we'll see. But uh, we'll honestly, see. like. Even with the start they had, like you can't count out Allegri and no. what he can do with that team. So I still think they finished top four. But that's because yeah. Allegri, like Spalletti, has the experience. They know how to win when they want to win. They yeah. know how to do it. So you can never you know, count wo- these guys. Wo- out. Uomini forti, destini forti, destini It's the best way it's to true. the best way to say it. But yeah, um, coming from those last games. I think uh, we're going to go with a little new segment here. The weekly report card. Hmm. Said it, I have my weekly report card. Oh, we're get, talking for the week? I get For the week. Like from the last time okay. we came, from the last time, from right now, I'm giving them an A. I give them an A. Despite okay. the fact that they lost, despite the fact that they lost, I still give them an A for their performances, for, for their mentality, for the fact that even with adversity, they're still able to pull out some results. Would have been an A plus if they won yesterday. If, if they won yesterday, it would have been an A plus. I give them an A for the week. They, I think they did very well given the circumstances that they had specifically yesterday, 
and plus the dominating performances from the Sampdoria and the Cagliari games. What do you give them? I'd give them an A2. I think that's fair. You know, I, I, it would definitely be A plus if they uh, if they won last game. But you know what? Like I said, I don't put too much stock in those uh, in games that are you know basically a circus. I, I wouldn't put too much stock in that. I feel like um, the the more accurate uh, you know performances that we can say that Napoli's represents them better is the uh, the four nothing performances and, and those games um, that are you know, structured properly and not overran by a stupid referee. So, um, yeah. and that's me being very, very nice. Cause uh, I, I can't really say what I feel about that ref, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would not put too much stock in that Europa league game. And, you know, if we're yeah. looking just at the Serie A results and even the Leicester result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we've Honestly, like, passed with flying colors the first couple months of the season. Yeah, so, yeah, I yeah. agree. And like, listen, the episode right now, I we both agree. I put the A for the report card. You put the A for the report card. The episode was called, is called, not was. It's still called purely perfect because in my eyes, they're still a perfect team. Even regardless, the, well, they, they have play, one, they play well. They have except one for, blemish. That's it. They have one blemish. But regardless of the fact, yeah. they they're still playing well, well enough that in our eyes, they deserve an A. And now here's a question to whoever's watching right now. What do you give them? What's your weekly report card? What do you think they deserve as a grade? Tell us. Let us know. Because I think, you know, we both we both said our piece here. We both think that an A is a fair score. They've been perfect so far throughout the season, minus the, the, the result yesterday. But even given those circumstances, they still put on a good performance. I think A is a good – I think is an A is a good score. But please, if you have differently, please let us know. It's A for Napoli, and it's and it's A plus plus for Ozyman. Oh, A plus plus. There's a not even plus, plus. I couldn't even give him a score at this point. It's too good. It's too. By he's, the way, look at our boy Vincenzo coming through. Hey, Vincenzo. What's up, Vince? How are you? Uh, Danny says A. A is reasonable. A is reasonable. Uh, great uh, for the whole season. No, we're going only on a week-by-week basis. So this is going to be for the Cagliari, Sampdoria, and the Spartak games. Sereno and I gave our piece. We said A, but let us know your score. Let us know your score. Well, the whole season great. is a pass. Like, like I said, I think he passed with flying colors. Well, he so, he's top of the class right now. So far, anyways. He's top of the class, in my opinion. And I think he's going to remain top of the class for a while. What do you think for the for the Fiorentina game, which is actually what we're going uh, what we're going to get Ooh. into next? Ozyman, yeah, absolutely. He's a... What's that? Oh, Comment sure. here. Let me pull it up here. Ozyman, Ozyman went from teacher to student after his reapers and performances. Listen, Ozyman would have he would have got that title last season if he didn't get COVID and he got his injuries. Okay, Ozyman. So, is, uh... what's that? Absolutely. What's that? What's that? You're about to say something. Oh, oh we got another one. Another score here. B plus for me. A would be if he's we an won animal. against Sparta. He's Fair an enough. Animal. Fair enough. I'll have to say. He's... B plus. B plus. That's a good score. B plus for me too. Thursday night, not good all around. Uh, I don't know. I felt like they still did. I felt like they still did enough on Thursday to be uh, – to still warrant an A, to be honest with you. I think given the circumstances that they played under, that ref was horrible. 
Uh, that definitely didn't help out. The um, the the red card doesn't doesn't help out. Uh, even though they were down a, a, a man, they still put on a decent decent sort of. Uh, oh, looks like Serrano's gone there. They still put on a decent sort of uh, performance, enough for me to say that A is reasonable, but I do understand B+. Plus. Uh, B+, plus because of the fact that they lost, and I can get some of the things that didn't go right yesterday. You know, we, Serrano and I talked about it. Uh, Mario Rui wasn't... <sighs> Mario Rui had, did Mario Rui things, basically. Um, they looked tired, honestly. They are coming off two pretty decent performances, 4-0, 2-0. Like, those are really good performances. Um, I don't know. They, they seem like um, it could have been... It could have been a better game for sure, uh, but you know, with the bumps on the road, I think they still did pretty decent. Uh, Vince says our heads weren't in it. I think we were worried about the short gap and bug game Sunday. Either way, we win without a we we win without the red. Excuse me, can't speak there. Um, yeah, I I get, I can see that for sure because playing a game on Thursday and then going out to play a game on Sunday, like there's not enough rest time in between. And there's kind of like, um, there's players get tired. Like this isn't FIFA. We understand that the physiology of a, of a human can only take so much throughout the, throughout the week, specifically if you're uh, an athlete, like they go through a lot of damage <laughs> when playing these games. And yeah, I guess, you know, coming off those results and then getting into this game and then getting into uh, a, a short turnaround and Sereno is back. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can not, a, not a good day for, uh, you know, technical uh, issues. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, Vince, I was just talking about this right now. Vince said our heads weren't in it either way. They win without the, uh, either way they win without the red. We agree on that. If they didn't have a red card, Sereno said 5-0. I said 3-0 win. I think that red card changes the complexion of the game. But I do agree with the fact that they were worried uh, about the short gap. Because, you know, Fiorentina, Fiorentina is always a tough game. It's always a tough game. Fiorentina at the, at the, at the Franchi, away is yes, a tough game. Yes, it's sure. always a tough game. And they will, they will definitely have a tough time. And this turnaround time is going to be a little bit difficult for them. But Daniel, I agree with that. They will recover. They're going to recover. They play well for sure. But you think in the back of their head, they ever, they, you know, th that trip, uh, you know, brings back uh, like bad memories. Exactly. Exactly. Five games, high intensity, short rest in between. I agree. Sometimes, yeah, you get tired. I don't know. What was this? I'm looking through the comments here. Sorry, one sec. It's all good. Honestly, I I think uh, fatigue could have could have been maybe a factor to a degree, but honestly, I I don't think that that stops us from winning. I think the 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 not even the red. Honestly, I feel like if the ref was more consistent in his calls and and didn't lose the game and and let you know all of this bush stuff happen, I I feel like we we're still cruising. Even I won nothing. Ten men uh, down a man like and ten men. Um. Will. Oh, I hope so. I, I I hope so, and I feel like it, I feel like they will. I I honestly don't think this is the same Napoli as as you know Napoli's past. So yeah, I feel like, like they. I don't think this is gonna bother them too much. I think no. they they they're pretty resilient. So, and that brings us. That's a perfect. That's a perfect segue. Thank you, Daniel, because we were just about to get into the Fiorentina preview. 
uh, what we expect to happen. Uh, Sede, do you want to give it away? Give some of your thoughts on what you think might happen on Sunday? Uh, I hope that we get a goal quick. Um, because I hope we start on time because um, I, I know I said that I don't think this is going to affect them, but if they go down early or if something happens early, um, we, they might be maybe a sh- shook in a bit and, you know, might make things a little bit difficult. So uh, I just hope that we start well. And if we start well, I think we're going to end. And I, you know, if I have to put a score on it, I think we're going to see maybe three, nothing or three, one. Yeah. Um, Fiorentina is not like they were last year. They're, they're, they're playing pretty well. So uh, I'd give them a goal. Like, I think they'll score. So I'm going to say 3-1. If Lozano starts, Lozano scores a goal, Oziman scores a goal, and Insigne scores a goal. So I say Lozano, Oziman, and Insigne. Yeah. I think and that's then Cal- Ca- And then Caleon scores his first goal for Fiorentina. <laughs> yeah, you knowing our luck, that probably would happen. Yeah. Um, uh, Vince, I brought this up because I agree with this. Um, Fabian has been playing amazing. He has yeah. been playing very, very good. And Having Anguissa by his side gives him a lot more freedom and less defensive responsibility, which Daniel, I agree with this statement too. He is lazy on defense sometimes, but he doesn't that's have why, to work. That's why it's good to have Anguissa because it, 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 it takes that defensive exactly. burden off of him and he's allowed exactly. to be the player that you that he you know that we that we signed pretty much. Yeah, exactly. And like you the give UFA, uh under 21 player of the tournament. Exactly. And you yeah. give him that freedom with Anguisa, who's a very strong ball-winning midfielder. I I like that pairing. Now, the only downside I see with Deme and Anguisa both playing at the same time is the fact that they're kind of similar. They're both ball-winning midfield. Yeah. Yeah, kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. You know what I see it. I they're both high-intensity ball-winning midfielders. And you don't really expect that out of Deme. But when Deme steps on the field, he's... All, all over that midfield. He is everywhere. Well, he's a great... Time. Listen, Deme is very underrated. I think he's a fantastic player. I think that was a fantastic signing that Napoli made. And he, along with when we got Gattuso, saved, the, saved that season. He helped save that season for us. Yeah. Um, you got to remember, he was a, he was the captain of Red Bull. Like, he was he was their captain. Yes. This is not, like, just a, a, a bench player. Like, he, he could start in a lot of teams yeah. in Europe. So, um. Yeah, I don't think you know Deme is like the you know some just rotational player. Like he could easily start for this team at in, mm-hmm. at, at points of the season. And yeah, and honestly, I think it's important if you know to get him going. If they they might throw him the start on uh, on Sunday, um, I don't know with who. I feel like I feel like he could run with Engisa, but um, you, you might lack a little bit in the offensive uh, you know phase for the midfielders. But you know what? We'll, like we'll see what Spalletti said. You know you, he decides. You, you could, you could, in a sense, run with Deme and Anguisa in the midfield. But if you are going to do that, I suggest you have highly creative players in the attacking zone. Meaning that if I had to put out a team for Sunday, I'd honestly start Unas as a number 10. I was thinking that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you put Zelensky from the 10 and you put an Unas or you put a Mertens there. That's when you would go with the more defensive exactly. two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You put Unas there. You put Insignia on the left. You put... I'm not starting Politano for this game, to be honest with you. No, Politano, Politano, Politano shouldn't have started against Spartak. He had no legs. You could, you could so even either. start Unas. And, yeah. Right, to be honest. You, you put... I think you put Lozano on for that game. You put... I, I really, really, really like Unas as a number 10 because he he is so good at reading the uh, the uh, the attacking play he puts oh, himself absolutely. in the perfect position to receive and give the ball 
And I think that it's perfect against a team like Fiorentina, who does have that high-intensity sort of defensive style that you put on someone like that to calm him down a bit, to break him down little by little throughout the game because it's, he's going to cause problems. You put Lozano on the side there, Lozano is going gonna, is gonna to cause problems. Obviously, Oziman is a problem already. Like He's a big problem. <laughs> he's a big problem already. And lastly, which I agree with Daniel here, he says they need to put on a dominant defensive performance. I'm not worried about it. They've put on dominant per- defensive performances. No, they have, yeah. Thursday was a little bit of a, a blip. In the I'll, I'll be honest, man. Like yeah, a big part of it is is Ospina too. Like not having Ospina. Yes. Ospina literally uh, runs that back line. Like he's a big voice and he organizes them and he does a lot of things. And okay. and uh, I forget who said it. Uh, someone in one of the group chats. Um, I think one of those three goals, Ospina probably stops one of those shots. I think that was uh, Vincenzo who said that. that. Was Vincenzo? That was a good take because I agree. Honestly. It was, yeah, I thought it was kind of difficult to save regardless because it passes underneath Koulibaly's legs. I I, I get that, but, but I get, I I feel, I, get I feel like he pulls off one of those miracles because he usually does, and then he get then he gets hurt after. But listen, I love I love Medit. I, I love Medit too. I think I Medit's really gonna do. be great, but he's uh he's Not gotta right develop, now. man. He's got he's gotta he's gotta learn how to you know command that that eighteen yard box because he ha- he hasn't. Yeah, um, and he's a great shot stopper, but he's just—it's not necessarily how he goaltends when he's in the net. It's how the defense in front of him performs, and it's like it's like he's not heard by his defense, and he's not good at policing that line. So that's yeah. uh, definitely where he needs to grow um, moving forward. Yeah, um, but, and you think he he should be taking some things from um, from from Ospina from Ospina, think, yeah. right? Like he's taking notes, you'd imagine, uh, but he still has. He still lacks communication. Like he still doesn't know how to command his his back line. He's still scared. Like that. The reason why he got injured is because he's scared. He was scared to go up for that ball. He's scared to play play through the player and get to the ball. And that's how he gets injured. And that's how he scores goals. Listen, Spartak yeah. had three goal three goals on three shots. They had three shots and they scored three goals. That to me is unacceptable. Yeah, you have to let you have to let us three well one one was a tap in one was really hard <laughs> i mean there were three good shots yeah but um yeah i mean dude the me- the merit that we got under uh under ancelotti was dude he he, oh, he built us out so many times like, unstoppable and, but then i don't I know wish, what happened I wish you could find that form again i think as much as I love Gattuso, Gattuso happened and that kind of messed with Medet for a little bit. It messed with his, it messed with his confidence a lot, you know. Yeah, sitting, I sitting think like so. That. Yeah, I agree, Vince. He's we just said it. Ospina, he has that leadership. He really right now, really. Gattuso's <laughs> calling. He's upset. <laughs> he has that. You heard what you said. He has. He has that uh, sort of command, that voice in the box, but. Medit still lacks it, and I think it's just a matter of time that he does get it. Um, but yeah, I think for Fiorentina, we're gonna have a. De- I think we're gonna be fine. We're gonna have no. I'm not worried. The defensive structure. Uh, listen, the Spartak game. Spartak's a, a, a team that they. It's kind of weird the way they played because they just threw numbers at you and they hoped something worked. 
And that's kind of confusing they, as a they, defender. They were also burning us on that flank. Eh? Exactly. On that, on yeah. that left side, they burnt us. Moses and, and that uh not to mention, look, yo, they have they have good players. Yeah, they, don't, they, don't, they have quality. They, they, they Quincy have. Promise, Victor Moses. Like these yeah, are they have quality. They're, it's not, they have they're, quality. They're not a they're, they're not like you know, they got players, like, but honestly, I th- I think we easily win if we don't get yeah. hard and if the and if the ref polices the game all you know the way he's supposed to. Exactly. I think we still pull off a result there. And we almost did get a result. Honestly, that last uh oh I, I didn't ball. freak out the whole game. I don't know if you if anybody else uh, relates. The only point where I got like heated and I actually freaked out was uh when we were gonna go try to tie the game. Did you notice Malquit took like 17 years to throw that ball in? Uh, oh my god, yes. But I was I was hollering, I'm like, Yo, hurry up, bro. Like, what are you yeah. what are you waiting for, man? That's another thing that they do a lot of the times is that when you have so chance, much time and and then at the end of years. look we 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 almost had it if 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 Fabian connects if that if that ball's a little bit closer if Fabian connects there was yeah. there, there was three people in the box ready to eat that up and it would have been a tap-in. exactly so even though look even though we we had that kind of game and and it looked like we were you know out of it or or we had the odds stacked against us we were a half an inch away from from getting a result yeah. from a game like that. So, yeah, Listen, yeah guys, no, don't worry. We're, we're if, good. We'll be fine. If uh, – I, I don't know, man. It's just – I thought it was just a blip. It was just a little thing. But coming it's definitely Sunday, a blip. It's definitely a blip. Sunday, said it. What's your score prediction? I said 3-1. 3-1? I agree with that. 3-1. I don't think we get a clean sheet. No. I think Fiorentina, Fiorentina, Vlahovic, come on. He's, he's don't, don't score a goal. Score a goal. I, I, I'm going to say it's going to be Kaleon if Kaleon comes on at some point. Yeah, Kaleon's going to score again. Knowing, knowing our luck, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 3 1, 3 1 score prediction from us. Give us your score prediction down in the comments below. And while you guys do that, today, I know there's something you want to talk about. And it's kind of like a, a new thing. We were talking about it today in the chat. It's about the Ultras. Oh, it's about the ultras. I don't know much about this, but I, I, I would like to know more. Uh, from what I know, obviously the ultras, uh, you know, they, they've had a shaky relationship with De Laurentiis for a while, and obviously, yeah. like you know, it's I don't, I don't think it's un, unwarranted. I think you know De Laurentiis has said things in the past and kind of like come for them, like for lack of a better term. Um, so they're kind of boycotting the home games. They don't want to go or yeah. they're, they're kind of doing a protest, which sucks. Cause honestly having them in the stadium, even for away games, cause they show up to the away games that gives the team a big boost. And our fans, you know how they are. They're so passionate and the chance and it's, it's beautiful. And, and in the stadium we have in both Kurvas, we have Utras and it, it provides a great atmosphere and a, a very hostile atmosphere for teams coming into Napoli. So, um, I I feel like the main thing that set off this protest was, um, I think against Juve the tickets were like fifty five euros or fifty euros for the Kudvas, which you know, considering it's a big game, I guess you could charge that much. But also you got to take into account that you know in football, you have those popular sections, you have those supporter sections, and those sections are meant to be more economical because those are fans that are 
you know they're going to basically chant and sing the whole game and they're going to probably be there every every week so you know you you probably usually you price those a little bit more economical so mm-hmm. it was kind of like a, a a slight on them and then de Laurentiis always talks about building like a soccer stadium like a movie theater and you know the you know the ultras culture is always against modern football in that sense where they don't want the stadiums to be like a a theater and i agree i think uh it's it's uh yeah i know it's true but you gotta you gotta keep in mind it's you know we, we pay it, it that's our no that's our fault as, yeah. as as fans if we would do the same thing that the ultras are doing like the leafs MLS tickets gets away with MLSC, you know they they would bring their tickets down we we pay way yeah. too much here i agree um, man but yeah like you said I, I understand the situation. Like, they're mad about a few things. They're mad about um, the stadium capacity restrictions, which to be yeah, honest, too. to be honest with and you, the COVID, and the COVID it, restrictions too. Do you think ADL really wants that? No. Do you think he really no, wants to limit the amount of tickets he can sell? He wants that stadium packed every single game, every week. And and it's going to 75. It's going to 75%. Exactly. In October, exactly. That's, uh, so, uh, that's what they tweeted out. Rumored. There's things. There's things that they're getting mad of that he really has no control over, which I don't agree with in the slightest. Now, I I can kind of sense the ticket prices things because, listen, if you have been to Naples or if you've lived in Naples, uh, visited, whatever, you know or you may not know that the cost of living there isn't the same as what we would compare it to here. Now, I understand our beer is our beer here is like 60 bucks, whatever it is, to go to a TFC game. Some of the people that go to the Napoli games cannot afford to for, cannot afford those prices, and sometimes they cannot afford to go at all because of the ticket prices. No, for sure, I, I get that. I yeah, get that's why you it, have those popular thing. sections, and that's why they're upset. Exactly, it, it, it's different. If you want to go watch a game in the Distinti, like you're sitting in like a prime spot, it's like sure 30, you can charge. It's thirty euros, it's 30 30 euros. euros. forty euros, forty euros. Sure. But you're you're sitting in the Curva, and it's not like if anybody's been to the the San Paolo or the Maradona now. Yeah, there's a massive track. You're a thousand kilometers away from the field when you're in yeah. the Kudwas, which it's a beautiful environment. You can still see the field, but come on, you're gonna pay 55 euros no. to be all the way down there, no matter who they're I, playing. I agree, I who agree, and it makes sense that. Listen, it's it's a double edged sword now because on one end you have a group of people who can't really afford to 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 go to those games and spend that money. On the other hand, we're looking at um yeah that will cost of living does entail the salary yeah, like it's not like uh it that's what I mean struggling man it's a struggle cost of living does also inherently entail the salaries that they make which is obviously less than northern italy itself and then the rest of europe but as i was saying there's one side that i agree with yes these guys are struggling and they cannot afford to go to those games and i agree with that on the other hand they are supporting other clubs by paying their ticket prices, going to the away games, and then just giving them the money instead of know. giving their own their own. They, they, they really like like I said, some like, of it is warranted. Listen, They're really against De Laurentiis, everything De Laurentiis, listen, a lot of them. Listen, I get you want to make a point, but that's the most ass backwards way I think you could make a point. You, you gotta be for the team first. Exactly, you have like, to. Be for and we and we don't have a shit team like. But no, also, no. I think De Laurentiis has to meet them halfway. He does. He wants, listen, he's stubborn. He's very stubborn, and I don't like that. 
but but that's stupid. You want these guys at the game. You want these. You want that atmosphere. That's what you're known for. You have a team that's competitive, and you and having that extra advantage of having that that fan base and that environment, which is second to none in my opinion of anything that I've ever seen. Yeah, um, you want those guys at the stadium. Listen, so listen. honestly, like you might you might maybe make a little bit less money if you bring those tickets down for some games, but. It, it's also ticket. Wouldn't you rather win? Like I don't know. Yeah. Like it's also game dependent in the fact that like if you're going to play, if it's Napoli versus Juve, ticket prices are jacked yeah, up. Dude, but even Napoli exactly. versus Juve, maybe, maybe forty euros, maybe thirty-five euros, fifty euros. Dude. There are fifty euros for I think uh, fifty euros for the Distinti if you want to go watch Napoli versus Juve. If I remember, no, it was correctly. fifty for the Curvas. It was like eighty for the Distinti. Oh, okay. So I was wrong then. It was crazy. Like, that like those were like, crazy prices. Exactly. And it's, um, and Daniel, yeah, you're right. I think if I I could be wrong here, but you do live in Italy and you know what the the true situation is here. I am lucky enough to have been there quite often to understand the situation as well. And there is a bit of a discrepancy, but besides the fact, um, I get, I get that. And I get what ADL is trying to get at. He's trying to compete financially with other top clubs. He's trying to compete on the same basis as Juve, Inter, Milan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because yeah, but dude, they can afford those tickets. That's the only problem. They can afford those tickets. Absolutely, they can. But so not for anything. We have to figure out another way. To, sorry to, sorry to, to interrupt you. Go ahead. Not for anything. Look at the Juventus Stadium and then look at the San Paolo. I mean, they, they, they improved it. But yeah. you're telling me, you want to compare sitting in the Juventus Stadium to sitting at the Sao Paulo, even though Sao Paulo, I love the Sao Paulo. It's beautiful. They renovated it. Yeah. It's night and day. And if really, yeah. truly, if De Laurentiis wanted to uh, cash in on game day revenue, ticket prices is just the bare minimum. Like, they yeah. can do so much more. They can open up a store in the thing. Stores, concessions. Oh, my God. Don't get me started with that. Like, or a museum, a store, something, something. Not, like, not- Napoli doesn't capitalize on that stuff. No. And, and, and it's the stadium, too. How can you charge that much for a seat in the curva, in that curva? Like, sorry, when you're 10, no. like I said, you're 15 kilometers away from the, from the field. Exactly. Exactly. Ridiculous. I agree. That's, it's a very, I understand their grievances. I understand fully. And it makes sense that these guys are protesting. They're doing something that, honestly, uh, you're a Leaf fan. You should know this. Something Leaf fans should have done years ago because now MLC gets away now with robbery. Yeah, because it's a corporate. They they corporate. Uh, like it's uh, all those seats are corporate. There's no real fans. Then you go. Then the Leafs go to Boston and TD Gardens is is like nuts. Yeah, like and exactly. that, and it's a hostile environment for them to play in, and they struggle. Or even That's the Bell Center, the same thing. Yeah, uh, we struggle there. Or teams exactly. that go to struggle because it's hostile. And yeah, Napoli is the most hostile stadium when that's packed and when the ultras are in there. And and we need it to be hostile. We, yeah, we need that. We need it to be hostile. But I get these points too, right? This is not our house. We just rented, and it, it, the commune is making a, a, a like it's always been like but, this. But right? but they don't. But they but the commune doesn't 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 uh doesn't make the prices for the they Napoli. They don't make the prices right? for the tickets, right? But um, I get what they mean. Like ADL doesn't want to, can't do what he wants because the community does. Listen, there's so many factors that play into why things are the way they are. Totally, the most important thing that we should realize is that it's important to fill up these curvas. Listen, I have a quote right here. Yaya Ture going to the San Paolo. The San Paolo is a stadium which doesn't leave you indifferent, even as an opponent. opponent. Supporters like Napoli strengthens the team. 
That's a quote Absolutely. from him. Dude, Napoli in that group, guys. in that year in Champions League, dude, we we made it out of that group. You, what do you yeah. think helped us made it, make it out of that group? Those teams having to make a trip to the San Paulo, which was like yes. walking into an inferno yes. of hell. Exactly. Like, uh, it makes a big difference, man. When when someone steps into that stadium and they hear the champions roar coming out of 60,000 fans, not even just Kurvas, just everyone in general, that, that, that's an earthquake registers on the size. It does, it does, it does register sometimes. That makes you double think about what's going, what's going to happen in this game. And it is super important to get these guys in the seats because. Listen, as good as we are now, just imagine if we have those that support behind them. Oh, absolutely. And at and this home. is where I, this is where I I wish that they would put their pride aside cuz this team is good. This team is fantastic and and yes. and you know what? This is probably the most talented Napoli team that we've ever had. Yes. In, you know, overall and deepest team we've had. So as much as you have your grievances with with Aurelio De Laurentiis, which I also have those grievances as well. Me too. For, me too. For a few, you know, for a few reasons. Yeah. Uh, he has his he has his pros. Don't get me wrong, but he also does have his comes with his cons. But he he's built a good team. We have a great yeah. team, and we and we're competitive. So yes. if we're competitive, if you're a fan of the team, and which it's you know, prima la maglia or you know mm-hmm. first the shirt. Then you should prima la maglia be at the stadium, yeah. I agree. I agree. And help them win. That's the most important thing. I agree. And with that being said, that concludes everything we have to talk about this week. Um, as I said, any last words for anyone in the chat watching right now? Um, be a goldfish if you watch uh, Ted Lasso. Be a goldfish. Memory. When we have those those crappy games, be a goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. Be a Enjoy your weekend. <laughs> exactly. Listen, yeah. Spartak, Spartak was just one little blip in the system. Sunday's a whole new day. It's a whole new environment. I think uh, I think we have good things to look forward to in the future. But with that no, being said, I think that's all we have for everyone today. Thank you again for tuning in to episode three of the Feed the Vesuvio podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, also follow us on our social media. We just have an Instagram. We just made it a few days ago. FD, uh, FDV podcast. Uh, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. We appreciate everyone coming in, showing support, talking in the chat. I couldn't agree more. Forza Napoli, sempre and forever. Solo la maglia. That is oh, yeah. listen. If anybody is in the GTA and is part of the Napoli Cup Toronto. I hope I see you on Sunday. You guys I hope to see you on Sunday. Vince, that includes you, buddy. I want you there. I want you there in person. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Take Forza care. Napoli sempre. Ciao. Ciao.